This is Adrian Hart with your Southeast Colorado News on seconews.org. We're here on About the Valley to talk about Three Corners Connector, a uh, large uh, multi-state project that's rolling through our neighborhood. And uh, yeah, I'm with uh, one of the the main guys here. Tell us uh, your title and yes, what you're doing with our pro with your project. And sure, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Adrian. I'm Bryant Kuhn. Mm -hmm. And I'm a developer for Three Corners Connector. Uh, basically, that just means that I don't have anybody to blame if something goes wrong. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So the title's developer. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. All right. Very um, good. We're uh, Grid United is a company I work for, and we're working on a series of projects kind of up and down the country to try to unite the grids. So there's a lot of benefit in that, and we'll kind of talk about some of the benefits here in a minute. But we're really excited about Three Corners Connector. It's a project here you can see on the map. Um, mm -hmm. Generally, goes from Pueblo, Colorado, down to Gaiman, Oklahoma, uh, up to about 300 miles. And what it does is it connects the eastern and western grids. So you're able to move uh, lots of power back and forth. Holy cow. It's like <laughs> you guys are, so what you're going to be doing just down the street, like, yeah, Kiowa County neighborhood, right? Sure. So we're in Colorado. We're going through Baca, up through Bent, and then across Otero and into Pueblo. So Okay, so I picked the only county you guys aren't going <laughs> that's in. That's all right. That's um, all right. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's a huge project. It's like putting in that golden railroad spike, only it's got juice, right? <laughs> you can look at it that way, for sure. Uh, it is open to any kind of generation, so it'll carry all types of power and Basically, it's also a DC line, which is a little bit different than what you see in a lot of cases. Uh, if you're connecting two different grids, you have to go DC to be able to do that. Okay. Uh, we are lots of benefits. Again, it really. Comes so we're down looking to at the, our. I'm going to zoom yeah, in here. If you want to step up and speak up, sure. we got the economic benefits. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So lots of economic benefits. The total capital budget for the project is around a billion and a half dollars. So that's that's quite huge. A, quite a bit. It takes a lot of money to buy the steel to get this thing built, and also those converter stations to go from AC to DC on both ends. We've got to build converter stations that are pretty pretty expensive too. Lots of complicated equipment and those as well. The benefits, though, uh, it's not just the money that we're spending on mm -hmm. this project, Adrian. It's from uh, reducing costs through, if you look at it a little bit like, uh, you've got two markets that are separated and you don't have a way to get much power back and forth between them. We mm -hmm. can transfer a little bit today, but not very much. This opens up the door to be able to transfer up to 3,000 megawatts, which is really a, a, a lot of power you're able to for power that doesn't have any place to go there's not really a good market for it on one end at sometimes mm -hmm. prices will be different and we'll be able to ship it to the place where it's more needed mm -hmm. and then other times we'll be able to ship it the opposite direction so power wow. can go both ways i think at the end of this i'm going to go google 3000 megawatts <laughs> yeah. and try to put that in perspective sure sure because uh, that's a big number yeah it is it is a big number and it's uh it uh I can. I'll send you some more stuff. You can post about about yeah. to kind of help that. Put in, yeah, put we've been context. we've been looking at your guys' display here. Now, you sure. guys recently had an open house. We did. So, you know, to start a project like this, there there are lots of, lots of different ways to do it, and we are a land uh, landowner and stakeholder first uh, mm -hmm. approach is what we're taking. Where we really want to make sure we're getting out in front of the folks that are going to be most directly impacted by this. We want to try to find a route that works for all the social, economic, and environmental uh, factors that we're trying to kind of balance. Mm -hmm. And then we want to make sure that the, the landowners across that that are actually going to be hosting the line, presumably, are interested in it. If they're not, that's 100% okay by us, and we'll try to figure out 
a different an way alternate, to, an yeah. alternate route to keep people keep people happy. But right, we uh, you look at everything from where our residence is, where our schools, where our you know drainage is, where our wetlands, where our there are a lot of uh, there are also a lot of environmental impacts and yeah. stuff too. So. It's really trying to balance all of that. And so basically try to find a route that we think can work. Talk to all those owners. As we need to make changes, we're doing that. We've mm -hmm. got lots of changes we've got underway and have made lots so far. And it's still a process. But once we get all that done and we think we have a route that everybody's happy with, then there's still lots of work to do. We've got to get it permitted. So. Right. So that's your next slide right here. Yes, and sir. And we'll transition in, give you a moment to breathe, <laughs> and we will transition into permitting. Yeah. Uh, we'll also let you guys know that we're going to have a copy of this uh, available for you guys to check out on seconews.org. So, sure. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Adrian. So you're going to get through the permitting process. Yeah, so there, you know, Colorado counties especially have lots of power in being able to dictate where the routes of projects like these go and uh, Ontario County is no different and so mm -hmm. we are uh, what we want to be able to do though is we want to make sure that the community and landowners are all happy with us before we walk in to, and, and file for our permits so that's a little bit different approach mm -hmm. than a lot of projects take but we think it's a we think it's something that sets us apart and something that's going to help us be successful of course after we get our county permits there are still lots of state and federal permits we have to get as well but yep. that's a little bit a little bit down the road. Yeah, that's probably rolled into that $1.5 billion, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely part that's of part it. That's part of the that's cost, yeah. yeah. Yep, but uh, nice to see that uh, you guys are going right through all the compliance as far as sure. not stepping on property owners' toes and making sure that uh, the regional governments are all happy yeah. and satisfied. And here's a timeline, so I guess here's sure. our best. Uh, we're going to get into our summation period of yep. the interview. Sure. So... A project like this takes a long time. It's it's not something that's simple. It's not something that's fast. And what was really uh, difficult on ones like these is, you know, aside from trying to figure out the best route that's going to work for both uh, you know, the landowners and the communities and for the environment, mm -hmm. we also have to get all the materials and those converter stations I mentioned where we'll have to convert right. AC to DC on both ends. Mm -hmm. Those are about a three to five year lead time from the time you sign a contract until yeah. you can have them. I've heard municipalities having trouble with getting, uh, you know, basic stuff for their electrical system. Sure, sure. There, there are supply chain issues all over the place, and so that definitely stretches it out as well. Mm -hmm. We've got a couple of years in there. Uh, so right now, let me just kind of take you through it. You know, yeah, We're man. really trying to get landowners on board. We uh, are out doing surveys to figure out the exact best spot to stick the line. Mm -hmm. We're making sure that landowners are happy with where we would like to place it, uh, going through reroutes. And so that's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. uh, as we get done with that portion of it, we'll do some more engineering and design work to try to uh, finalize exactly not just where the route will go, but where poles will go, where the roads will go that'll help mm -hmm. us get this thing built and maintain it. And then then we will start doing those permits that we talked about a little bit here uh, later on this year. Okay. And construction, though. So two kind of phases of construction. You've got the line you've got to get built, and you've got those converter stations. They take a little bit longer uh, from the time you start doing the design and right. buying them, having them manufactured. And so those will start uh, in 2024. But really probably the first groundbreaking where we're doing any kind of work uh, starting to dig holes for uh, structures or build roads or anything would be 2027. Okay. And we would hope to have this thing in operation by the end of 2029. Very cool. Yes, sir. So uh, that's huge. 
uh, massive $1.5 billion project wrapping right through Southeast Colorado. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. thank you for taking the time. Sure. And uh, I look forward to uh, getting some updates on the project as it rolls out and makes progress. And I'd encourage folks to check us out on our website. We've got... Oh, here we go. We can pan down here, but you go ahead go and keep talking. Okay. And if you've got any questions, we're happy to visit with you. Info at threecornersconnector.com and also have a phone number on there. And Adrian will have that posted along with these slides here. Pretty Very soon. good. Yep. So we'll put the slides up and we'll put the contact info up for you guys. And of course, we'll keep getting that content and keeping you informed. So there we go. Thank you. All right. For Three Corners Connector in La Junta, Colorado, for the people of Southeast Colorado, I'm Adrian Hart.